The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn from savvy, street-smart entrepreneurs how to make the leap from running a stressful business that's always putting out fires to leading a successful company that is innovative, productive, profitable. Now, here's Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to The Business Edge, sponsored by Inspire Nexus, giving street-smart advice to entrepreneurs and business leaders on how to take their company, firm, or organization to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to create and grow great businesses that matter, those that do well and do good. I'm Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach and Speaker, helping entrepreneurial ventures and small to medium-sized companies build the leadership and talent to move from innovative startup to productive scale-up to profitable enterprise. My motto is, if you do what you always did, you'll get what you always got. Therefore, move outside your comfort zone. That's where the magic happens. So let's start right now to bring some magic to your leadership and business. Today's program is Having It All is a Myth for Entrepreneurs. Most of us are familiar with the phrase, you can have it all. Some believe this is an accurate possibility. However, Having it all creates specific challenges for entrepreneurs. Running your own business is not a nine-to-five job. It requires a lot of time, energy, and money, as well as juggling multiple roles within a company. My guest today is Deborah Gregory, who worked as a senior attorney for the IRS Office of Chief Counsel for more than 12 years, and now presently is an entrepreneur as co-founder of the Gregory Law Group. She will share with us how she balances her role as owner of a law firm, her her role as a wife and a mother to two boys. Welcome, Deborah. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you, Marcia. Thank you for having me. Well, you know, I like to start with each entrepreneur that I have on the show and ask them, tell me about your business. Why did you start it? And, um, you know, what's its purpose or mission? Well, Gregory Tax Law is a boutique tax law firm. We specialize in representing clients with tax planning, tax controversy, and tax collection issues. After working for the IRS for a little over 12 years, I saw the devastating effects that IRS audits and collection issues had on small business and individuals. Mm-hmm. And I saw taxpayers struggling to get their IRS issues resolved because they either didn't, didn't have representation or they were poorly represented. And there was nothing, you know, at that time I could really do about it. And, you know, I saw just this real need for high-quality, honest tax resolution services. 
So in August of 2013, I left the IRS and started Gregory Tax Service uh, in September of 2013. And my husband, Garrett Gregory, who is also a former IRS attorney, mm-hmm. he joined me or joined the practice in March of 2014. You know, our mission is to provide honest tax resolution service in an efficient manner for American taxpayers. You know, um, this is why I enjoy uh, interviewing entrepreneurs because they most of them start their business because they they see a problem out there and they want to solve it and it could be a social problem it could be a business problem um, and so I commend you for doing this um, and you know again I think it is we need to look at the little guys these these days not just the, the big corporations so um, you know so. You've started the law firm in 2013. Um, what were some of the challenges in getting it off the ground? Well, you know, there, there were many, many challenges. Um, I, uh, you know, had to wrap my brain around leaving a safe government uh-huh. job mm-hmm. and jump into, you know, the unknown and, um, you know, during that period of time, for about a year before I left the IRS, I we, you know, I just did a lot of planning, a lot of research, um, a lot of of learning about you know the market, marketing, and you know, for about a year, I was working two really two jobs. I mean, it's amazing what you can get done between nine and one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but you know, so that was challenging, and mm-hmm. you know, I was still you know I was a mom and a wife. So it's mm-hmm. hard to really juggle everything, but, you know, coming through that, it's just been very, very rewarding. Well, you know, it seems to me that um, what you did was very smart, which is not just to jump into leaving a, and, and it's true, a comfortable, secure uh, career and and move into owning your own business. and. One of the things I heard you say was that you did your research. You looked at what are the you know the issues and the and some of the challenges. Um, what did you learn from that? What was one thing that you know you learned from that research that may have helped you when you did make that leap in, in, to owning your own firm? Well, one of the biggest things I learned was that that I really you know I'm not I'm not a necessarily just a lawyer. I'm a marketer. And you know, you have to be able to get clients and um, you know, service the marketplace. You could you could be amazing at what you do, but if no one knows about you, then you're not really you're not really helping. You're not really serving the American taxpayer. So I, I spent a lot of time learning um, marketing techniques um, I, I spent a lot of time on, um, you know, figuring out what segments of of the business, you know, I would need to get ex- some outside expertise in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when you own your own business, many times you're you're wearing many different hats. And so before I just jumped in, I wanted to understand kind of the scope of what I was getting into and what I what could I prepare for so that we could be 
successful. And that's a really key point, which is, again, before jumping, know, know what you're jumping into. And then start, exactly, and then start, you know, preparing for it. Not that you could always, um, you know, prepare completely. Um, Were there any, and and I know we hadn't discussed this question, but think about it. Were there any surprises? I mean, you prepared, you, you did your research, but once you made that leap, once you jumped into it, once you left that security, did you have any surprises? (laughs) Or anything well, like that. Know, there, there were a lot. Um, there were a lot of administrative issues that, you know, had to be dealt with. So I spent an enormous amount of time in the beginning dealing with administrative issues instead of practicing law. That and so that was kind of frustrating. I think mm-hmm. on a personal note, one of the mm-hmm. surprises was that I just, you know, I never looked back. And um, you know, when you work. In um, in a government job for 12 years, I think, you know, for some people it's very hard to leave that. But mm-hmm. for me, you know, I just knew that, that um, you know, I wanted to have my own business, and I just never looked back. Even on very challenging days, I knew that this would be the right path for me and my family. So, you know, that's another key thing here that I, I want to emphasize. Um, with any, when you make any major change in your life, uh, whether it's a new job, a moving to a new locality, to whatever, any change, there are going to be some good days and there are going to be some bad days. And right. I think the key thing that I learned from you is what you're saying is, um, I guess, two things. One is, you know, don't look back, look forward, look where you are, and right. probably go with the flow. Am I correct with that? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I think one of the the biggest lessons I've learned so far is just when challenges arise, and challenges will arise when you Mm -hmm. own your own business, that you need to stay focused on your chief aim. You need to put blinders on. When you hit a roadblock, you just find an alternative route to get to your destination. Right. And if you stay, you know, focused on the positive things and your, your destination instead of the roadblock, good things are going to always happen. So, you know, that leads to the next question that I'm really interested in is, what do you find most satisfying in owning your own business? I mean, you've dealt with the roadblocks, you've dealt with some challenges. What really turns you on? Gosh, you know, the, the thing that really, um, the thing that satisfies me the most about our job is serving the American taxpayer. I, I love getting calls from my, tax, my, my clients telling me that they can sleep now at night, that um, there's just a sense of relief now that they have in their lives. And, um, you know, we have clients that hug us. And, you know, we don't get hugs in the IRS. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I don't think I ever hugged an IRS agent <laughs> at all. <laughs> And so it's 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 extraordinarily rewarding to be able to make a difference in people's lives, um, you know. And I also enjoy being able to call my own shots and um, being able to leave early and get to all of my kids' events. Right, and I think that's one of the key. You know, we're going to talk a little later on about um, 
you know, the work-life balance, but that's one of the uh, uh, positives of owning your own business, which is you can call your shots, you can take off in the afternoon and go wherever you need to go. Um, So, uh, you know, the that sense of satisfaction uh, comes from your clients and how you're helping your clients. Um, and, and when you were at the IRS, uh, did you have, you know, I guess your, your focus was more on, was it finding problems with, and, and, and issues with um, uh, tax returns? Or were you actually trying to help uh, you know, people there as well. Well, I mean, as, as, a, as a senior tax attorney for the IRS, our main job was to help IRS examiners with their audits, and then okay. we would take our, the case from the audit phase to, to appeals and then to trial. And so, um, you know, I did help. I did feel like I was helping the IRS examiners and helping them um, get to the right result. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But, you know, there was never, you know, there's just never, uh, at the end of the day, there was never a client that um, was, you know, extraordinarily grateful that you had made a difference in their lives. And that that just kind of, that got to me. And, um, you know, we worked on major, you know, multinational companies. And I guess in a sense we were, you know, helping the American mm-hmm. taxpayer by, you know, mm-hmm. making the large mm-hmm. companies pay their fair share of taxes, but it's, it's, it doesn't even compare to, um, you know, what we're experiencing now when we have a client come in and, you know, they're just grateful, they're in tears, they're so happy that we got their tax issue resolved. And I think that that's is really what, what it's all about. And that's what it's all about. And also, that's why I, I um, in interviewing many entrepreneurs, that is one of the key drivers to go on, on their own, which is to get to see that personal, how they personally help and how they personally make a difference. Um, so, you know, um, moving on, um, you told me where you were. You started in 2013. Your husband joined, I believe, in 2014. Uh, where are you? Where are you today? Um, and what are your plans for the future? Well, we've grown from you know one person firm to six employees. Mm-hmm. We've moved from a thousand square foot office to over a three thousand square foot office. Um, and we recently started a tax preparation and bookkeeping business, Gregory Tax Services, um, because we saw a real need there as well. We plan to expand outside of Texas and mm-hmm. to other areas within Texas, but we're, we're also looking at um, places outside of Texas. Uh, so you have um, some big plans, right? <laughs> uh, my philosophy is go big or go home. <laughs> <laughs> Go bigger, I love that. Go bigger or go home, okay? Um, You know, we're going to get into, uh, during the second segment, about some of the issues that and challenges you face when you are actually, you know, you went from startup and now you're scaling up your business. And it's a whole different animal. But there are a couple other questions I'd like to find out, um, you know, uh, before our break, which is, um, have you always wanted to be an entrepreneur? 
or was this something that just came to you? Well, I mean, at a very young age, you know, I knew that I wanted to be a lawyer. Um, I, I really enjoyed engaging in heated debates on the playground. And, um, you know, so it's something I always wanted to do. I, I didn't necessarily uh, want to have my own practice. Um, it was, you know, by, you know, being in government service, and I also worked at PricewaterhouseCoopers, so I, you know, had a lot of good experience in all aspects of, you know, in the legal field. And, you know, going through those experiences, I realized that I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. I want to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I really wanted to serve um, the American taxpayers. And the only way that I could do that was starting Gregory Tax Law. A couple other questions about being an entrepreneur. Um, did, you have, uh, did you have role models or mentors? I mean, you know, while you're making this, um, you know, this big leap. Um, anyone that helped you with this or guided you? Well, you know, my role models are my parents. I mean, my mm-hmm. mom and dad, this year, they are, will be celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary. Yes. Um, which is, I mean, that's just a milestone. Um, but, you know, my parents, uh, you know, no one in my family went to college, and, or my immediate family went to college. Um, and, you know, I saw my parents work very hard uh, for a living. Mm-hmm. And they just gave my sister and I, you know, a lot of really good values. We had an amazing upbringing. There were just a lot of lessons learned growing up. We learned that if you want anything in life, you need to work your tail off to get it. You need mm-hmm. to respect others. Um, and you by doing that, you need to address people as yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. You need to say thank you, please. If you make a mistake, it's not a big deal. Just own it. People will respect right. you. Right, right. And so there were just many lessons learned growing up, and those values have, you know, I've been able to use that, you know, all through my life and now in the business. Well, you know, this is a good time to um, take a break. Um, um, I'm Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach, and my guest is Deborah Gregory, telling us why having it all is a myth for entrepreneurs. You're listening to The Business Edge, giving street smart advice on how to create and grow great businesses that matter, those that do good and do well. Stay tuned. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. 
Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. Have you ever heard of someone who felt stuck in a challenging situation, feeling sideswiped by an event that took their success path off course? Glenn Ramsey, the entrepreneur blind spot coach, will help you to identify the unnoticeable reasons why you've derailed and get back on track with your KPI goals. Get realigned with success and connect with Glenn, the blind spot coach, at Glenn at InspireNexus.com to schedule your free discovery coaching session today. That's Glenn, G L E N, at InspireNexus.com. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. You're tuned in to The Business Edge with Marsha's Idol. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to the Business Edge. Welcome back to the Business Edge. I'm Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach, helping entrepreneurial ventures and small to medium-sized companies build the leadership and talent to move from innovative startup to productive scale-up to profitable enterprise. My guest today is Deborah Gregory, former IRS attorney and now entrepreneur and co-founder of Gregory Law Group. At the end of the last segment, Uh, Deborah was talking about her plans for the future and that she's expanding her business. So, Deborah, uh, first talk a bit about your expansion plans because it sounds so exciting. We are are very excited. Um, You know, I I think of it as just an opportunity for us to help more people if, if we can keep moving forward and get into other locations. We are, um, we are currently in the plans of, of expanding to other areas in Texas, specifically uh, the San Antonio, Austin area. We do have a satellite office in Houston, um, but we would really like to ramp that up as well. We're also looking at um, some locations outside of Texas, specifically Florida and California. Mm. And so, you know, we have big plans. Um, like I said, you know, my philosophy is just, you know, if we're going to help a bunch of people, we need to be bigger. But with that comes the challenge. We don't want to grow too big, mm-hmm. uh, too fast, mm-hmm. because we'll lose the quality control that is so important to us. We want to be sure everyone has this boutique tax experience so that they really understand what's going on in their case. They're able to, um, you know, talk to the person that's working their case. You know, they're able to email them. And, and, you know, just have more of a boutique experience instead of, you know, more of a, 
you know, just kind of a, a bit, you know, like kind of a mass. Right. You know, a, it, it's the difference between um, going into a Walmart <laughs> and then a, uh, you know, and and then a more uh, boutique customized boutique. Uh, store where they have exactly. the products you want and the salespeople know what they're doing and they are there to help you. Sorry about Walmart, but that's the first one that came <laughs> to my mind. That's <laughs> um, exactly you, it. You did bring up that, um, and I, I'm, we're going to get into it, that you don't want to get too big too fast. Um, and, it, you know, one of my other guests on the show uh, Dave Shuttler, uh, he talked about this where he, he ramped up too fast and um, he had to uh, ramp down a bit. And he said that mm-hmm. was one of the greatest learnings he had. And it was painful, but it, it really impacted him on how he was going to grow his business in the future. So um, let's get into some of the nitty-gritty issues that you face when, you know, you're, you've been a startup venture and now you're moving to a more, you're scaling up. That means that you're growing. You're adding, for example, you're adding more people. You have to add more people. So let's right. talk about, you know, some of the staffing challenges or issues that you are dealing with or you anticipate dealing with. For example, um, what kind of people are you looking for? And, you know, the thing that comes to my mind is since you said you're going to have different offices, are you looking for similar kinds of people in each office or different people based on where the office is, whether it's in Florida or California or here in Texas? Well, those are, those are great questions, and it's definitely, you know, staffing is is a, a big issue, um, and in times it can be challenging. Mm-hmm. Um we are looking for the for the best talented, you know, CPAs and lawyers to help us uh, with our vision. Um, you know, we look for people with incredible work ethic and mm-hmm. who are service oriented. Mm-hmm. You know, we have um, you know as we scale up, we're definitely going to want um, CPAs and lawyers in, in every office because there are certain kinds of tax issues that need mm-hmm. to be addressed, and, and mm-hmm. those people have, you know, unique um, backgrounds mm-hmm. and experiences that they can bring to the case. Mm-hmm. We will always have, you know, Dallas will always be the main hub of Gregory Law Group and Gregory mm-hmm. Tax Services. Mm-hmm. Um, in my opinion, we have the best team here. And, um, you know, I kind of look at Dallas. Dallas will be kind of like the national office of the firm okay. uh, just because of the, the leadership team and, and the group that we have here in Dallas. And so, you know, um, you're, you know, you're looking for the, the, the best talent. And certainly that is, um, you know, an, uh, obviously something that you want. But I'm going to throw maybe a curve and to start you thinking about how are you going to find that best talent? How are you going to tr- track them to your firm? Because, you know, they probably have other options as well. So Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and not everyone's going to be a good fit for us um, and, and by, you know, for them as well. Um, you know, we, we do things a little differently here. 
Um, we're all about customer service. We're mm-hmm. all about trying to find the right answer. Um, mm-hmm. We're, you know, we're not, you know, we're always going to be fighting for our, our clients, and, and we're not going to let the IRS just kind of trample over our, the taxpayer rights. So we just mm-hmm. kind of, you know, we view our cases a little differently. Everybody here at Gregory Law Group um, here in Dallas um, works for the IRS. We have over 77 years' experience inside the IRS. So we just view the cases differently. Um, you know, I know when we scale up, you know, we're not necessarily going to always find former IRS attorneys or former revenue officers or agents, um, mm-hmm. and we've been so blessed to have that here in Dallas. Um, but, you know, we are looking for people who who think kind of like we do, who who are wanting to... Um, make a difference in people's lives, who have a servant's heart. And, you know, we've been really grateful and, 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 and blessed to have uh, firms that have helped us attract talent um, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Gregory Law Group and Gregory Tax Services. And, um, you know, we are going to have to utilize um, other service providers to help us find those, those people. Right. Um, and, you know, from what you said, of course you want the the people you bring in to be competent and to have, you know, the experience, the skill sets um, right. to service your clients. That's a given, okay? But you're asking right. even more, which is, you know, what do they bring personally? What is their attitude? Um, right. Uh, and... That is some, sometimes hard to figure out. Have you come up with a way to, when you're interviewing someone or talking with them, to know that they have a servant leadership heart and they are, right. are they're customer oriented? Well, you know, it, it is sometimes it's a little challenging in an interview to really figure out, um, you know, kind of figure out the um, the values of the potential um, mm-hmm. employee. And so, you know, there are some questions that I ask. Um, we are looking at implementing um, a personality test mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. Jared and I um, will take a personality test and then match it up with um, the folks that we're extremely interested in mm-hmm. to see if it is a good fit because, you know, I think culture is very important. We Not only do we want to serve you know, our clients, we want our employees to have a good experience here. Mm-hmm. We want them to feel like they're making a difference. We want them to enjoy coming to work. And so it's real important to have the right culture and that we've got to have the right personalities um, mm-hmm. in our offices so so that we have a, you know, just good experience overall. And I think you raised a very good point, which is the culture, culture fit. And in my experience working, uh, doing uh, executive coaching uh, with people, mm-hmm. um, many times the issues are, are, it's not a good fit for the culture or the personality or whatever. So, um, th- you know, th- that is something that's, that's a key point in which you are developing your culture or thinking about it or even, you know, establishing a culture so that you can, uh, you, you can evaluate people based on that. Um, right. 
And you know, I want to move on to another issue because there are, there are at least three or four issues when you're growing a business, uh, when you're moving from a startup. The next is, and we, we briefly talked about it, you, you said you were, um, uh, you, you were going to have multiple lo- locations. And uh, do you see, you know, and I, I understand that that is a, a, um, uh, a strategy, a, a definite business strategy for you. Do you think? Do you see any or anticipate any problems arising when you have multiple offices? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the disadvantage of having multiple offices is that you have to maintain quality control. Mm-hmm. And you know, Garrett and I, um, and our other senior paralegals, David Ronquillo and Lorraine Ronquillo, you know, who are both former revenue officers, we can't always be in every single case as we expect. You know, mm-hmm. we're not going to be able to have that ability. And so as we expand, we need to think about how we can utilize our experience here in the home office mm-hmm. and grow and, but still have that quality control. So earlier I talked about how Dallas is always going to be the hub. Mm-hmm. And to maintain quality control, there will be certain cases and certain issues with inside the case that will always have to be coordinated with the home office so mm-hmm. that Garrett and I can be, you know, involved in some of the more um, complicated issues as they arrive. Uh, as they arise. Um, we are also working on a manual so that mm-hmm. everyone, you know, in our offices will handle the cases similarly mm-hmm. and that they will understand our procedures and protocols on handling certain things, um, you know, with, inside the case. Right. So, you know, that gets to um, one of the um, necessities when you move from a startup to to scaling up to a more established business is to have for, more formalized systems, procedures. And for some entrepreneurs, this goes against the grain because many of them have come from corporate America where they have had all these systems and procedures and processes and they felt their hands were tied, you know, at times and things, you know. I understand. Try working for the government for 12 right, years. Right. So, you know, what's the balance you're going to have, you know, because you are going to have to set up, besides a manual, you're going to have to yep. set up other yep. processes and procedures. Um, have you thought about that yet? And, you know, what are some of your ideas? Well, aside, you know, aside from the manual, um, I think Gregory Law Group and Gregory Tax Services um, will have, you know, kind of this, we, we have it here in Dallas, open door policy, um, you know, many times you'll see, you know, three of us standing in the hall talking about a case or, you know, in an office strategizing. We still want that kind of experience for all of our offices, and so that's why we want the coordination with the national office, you know, here, be, here in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we need to have strong management in these offices mm-hmm. and, um you know, attract the best talent that we can for those managerial positions uh, so that we have a strong leadership team because we want to be sure that, you know, the culture here is the same in all of our offices. And so there's, you know, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of different ways that we can do that. 
um, you know, aside from the manual, aside from having a national presence um, here in, you know, here in Dallas being kind of the hub, but um, we definitely will be, you know, having conferences so that everyone can get together mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and doing events like that so that we can, you know, still be, you know, as a, t- you know, as a team together and um, really kind of cultivating that culture inside of our businesses. Right. So you're really talking about team building and culture building. I want to move on to the next question because this is what I think this is something that you can really um, uh, have some great ideas, which is work-life balance. As a practice grows, so do the responsibilities, managing the day-to-day operations as well as bringing in more clients. One person can't handle it all. How are you dealing with that? You talked about, and we just have a couple of minutes for this, you're, you know, you're a mom, you have two young boys, and you're running a business. So how, did, how the heck do you do that? <laughs> well, it, you know, every day is a new adventure, but I, I do believe that you can have it all, but you mm-hmm. can't do it all by yourself. Uh-huh. You need to have a good team around you both at work and on the home front. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm very blessed that my business partner is my husband, Mm-hmm. And we can bifurcate the responsibilities, like the major responsibilities of the firm. You know, Garrett does certain tasks. I'll do certain tasks. We have an amazing team here in Dallas. Um, we've been very fortunate to get former IRS employees, uh, two former revenue officers. Um, and so, you know, we've been very blessed to have the good, a good team around us because that's the only way that we're going to do it all is by – leaning on other folks who are experts in their field. And, and like I said, I've, I, we, have help, we have help on the home front as well. And, um, you know, it, it, you can't do it all by yourself. You're going to need that team around you to help you. And, 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 and one of the things that entrepreneurs have difficulty with, and I'm just curious if you see yourself also in, in this, is that letting go? Um, it's you know, it's it's your baby, okay? <laughs> it's taken me a long time to kind of get over that, um, and you you know you have to build some uh, trust and rapport with your your management team, mm-hmm. and um, you know I'm. I've learned that I just have to lean on other people's experience and dealing with, you know, the cases and, and other issues in the firm. And like I said, we've been very blessed to have such a strong team here in Dallas, and I know that we will have strong teams in the other offices as well. Um, just, you know, talking about the home front, um, um how do you, you know, you, you're a mother as well. So how do you deal with that? You know, um, you talked about, you know, maybe taking off in the afternoon or whatever to go to mm-hmm. kids' party or, or soccer game. Um, any other insights of how you balance that, balance the role of, of uh, entrepreneur and mother? <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's very challenging because in today's technology, you're, you're – like it's you're always on, and right. so what I like to do is when I'm home, I am home. I'm gonna ah. have to turn off my phone and not check right. my email, and 
and really focus on my kids, um, you know, focus on how their day went and focus on their homework and, you know, getting dinner going. And then, you know, once they go to bed, like I said before, I mean, you can really get a lot done between (laughs) 9.30 and 1 o'clock at night. You just have to learn to kind of segment your day. And, you know, sometimes you do have to take the emergency calls, but you just really have to be mindful and be present. Be present when you're with your kids. Be present when you're at work. You know, know when it's time to just, you know, um, you know, not let the distractions right. Um, right. take over. Well, you know it's what? It is time. This is a really appropriate time to move on and to say it's a time for a short break. I'm Marcia Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach, and my guest is Deborah Gregory, telling us why having it all is a myth for entrepreneurs. You're listening to The Business Edge, giving street smart advice on how to create and grow great businesses that matter, those that do good and do well. Stay tuned. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. tuned in to the business edge with marcia's idol to reach marcia or her guests on today's show please call 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 you can also send us an email to marcia at smartmovescoach.com now back to the business edge Welcome back to the Business Edge. I'm Marcia Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach, 
helping entrepreneurial ventures and small to medium-sized companies build the leadership and talent to move from innovative startup to productive scale-up to profitable enterprise. My guest today is Deborah Gregory, former IRS attorney and now entrepreneur and co-founder of Gregory Law Group. At the end of the last segment, uh, uh, Deborah was talking about uh, the you know uh, the challenges now that she has uh, started a business and now she's scaling up um, and even going to multiple locations. And she talked about her entrepreneurial journey. So, Deborah, uh, for those listeners who are out there who are thinking of starting a business or growing a business, what are some of the lessons learned so far in your journey? Well, I mean, I, I think I really needed to work on um, personal development before I made that jump from, you know, IRS government worker to an entrepreneur. I mean, you have to have a wealth mindset. You need to have a chief aim. Believe that you can achieve it. Get a burning desire for its attainment. And take consistent daily actions towards its achievement. You know, there there will be challenges. But Mm -hmm. you need to make a decision that you are going to focus on the positive, that you will keep moving forward towards your chief aim, and that you're going to put on blinders, and that when you hit a roadblock, you're just going to find another way to your destination. You know, you could become a motivational speaker on that. Because <laughs> that, that is such great advice. I mean, for anyone, anyone, whether they are starting a company, growing a company, starting a new career, starting a marriage or having children, it's all, you know, um, being focused on where you're going. And despite the challenges, just keep every day doing something towards that. Um, so now, you know, that's, that's that personal growth that you had to do. Um, and I think every, every entrepreneur needs to do that. Um, Absolutely. What other advice would you give to someone who is starting or growing a business? Well, I mean, I think, you know, if you were like me and you were working in a job that, um, you know, was, was – uh, you know, it wasn't always easy working for the government. It was very challenging. Um, creativity is not encouraged. Uh, hard work is 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 not um, encouraged as well. And so, you know, if you're working in a job that's that's a little bit challenging, um, you need to first be grateful where you are. You know, I always tell people that it wasn't really until I got into an attitude of gratitude and really lived in, with you know, just kind of a gratitude lifestyle um, mm-hmm. that I was able to get out of chief counsel's office and onto, you know, what I feel like I'm destined to be doing is helping other people. Um, so I think, you know, you just really need to, to be grateful where you are and also do that planning that we talked about. You need to prepare a business plan. You need to get the marketing place you know, get the finances in order. I mean, you need to do this before you make the jump. Mm-hmm. Right. So it is, you know, just to kind of summarize, um, first, you, you have to work on yourself. There's no question Absolutely. about that. Absolutely. And then to be grateful for where you are. And I, I love that because... Unfortunately, sometimes I come across in the work that I do what I call people 
and I hate to use the term, but the victim mentality, especially right. in big companies, even in, in big government, okay, where mm-hmm. you feel powerless and you feel you're just, you just can't get out of the, the doldrums. Um, but you, di- you can, right? Yeah, um, you can. You can't, and, and, you know, it's even just searching for something simple like, I'm grateful that I have a job. I'm grateful that I get to work with really talented people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm grateful I have a heater in my office. You know, it's it, just small. And, you know, I think once you find one thing to be grateful for, you know, you're just going to be thinking of other things. And it, it just becomes, um, you know, it's like a, a rolling ball, that you know, down the hill. It just, you get so much momentum. Right. And, um, and I think the third thing that you said, uh, which harks back to what, what you said in the beginning when I asked you, you know, uh, is that is what before you take the look before you take the leap, right? Right. And see what you're getting into and preparing Absolutely. for it. Um, so, any uh, any other final thoughts that we haven't covered or anything that you you know wanted to say to in terms of advice? Um, no, you know, I just want to encourage the listeners that, you know, you really can't have or be or do anything you want to be. You just have to, um, you know, get into an attitude of gratitude and really focus on your chief aim and believe that you can do it and start taking action. Well, um, that is a really good time to say I want to thank you so much both for telling your entrepreneurial story, but more importantly, getting to know, you know, that the per, you know, you think of an IRS attorney or, or a tax attorney, and certain images come to my mind, and <laughs> <laughs> and you're not anything like that, and I think that is so great, and also um, that positiveness, the optimism and positiveness of what you bring to the table, and that is going to be an absolute, um, uh, so important for your clients because they, you know, they have to have someone that they, that believes in them. So Deborah, um, I know people may want to contact you or find out more about Gregory Law Group. So how can they do that? Um, well, you of course can visit us on, uh, the web at gregorytaxlaw.com. I'm also very active on Facebook. I do the Facebook post and tweet, so, um, I can interact with folks there. And, of course, if you want to call our office, we have a toll-free number at 888-346-5470. Well, um, thank you again. And, um, you know, what I was thinking is perhaps maybe six months or a year from now, come back on the show. You probably have grown even more. And talk about, you know, that aspect of your scaling up and where you are in, in a year from now. Would you like to do that? That would be great. Thank you so much, and thank you so much for today. It was it was great um, getting to talk to you and, and hopefully helping some, someone else that's out there going through the similar journey. Well, thank you again. Now it's time for Marsha's Musings. It's time for Marsha's Musings, a tasty morsel of wisdom and wit to take the growing pains out of growth. Moving your business ahead requires that you step back, way back, 
When you started your business, you wore many hats, usually because you couldn't afford to hire anyone to do the mundane task of taking out the garbage, keeping the books, or talking to the web designer. But now your business has taken off. Your job now should be running the business. When you realize that and start delegating, your business will grow and prosper. Here's what several entrepreneurs said about letting go and delegating. First, Helen, who runs a financial planning company, cites the roots and wings adage about parenting. You teach basic values and let them go at some point. It is important, she said, to realize that employees will do things differently than you might have, but that doesn't matter or make their way wrong. In fact, a new viewpoint could expand your company's reach and allow it to grow in ways you would never have considered. Another entrepreneur, Cynthia, is a serial entrepreneur owning and selling several businesses. She says, it's about humility and leadership. Humility to know that you don't know everything and leadership to build a team that does know what it needs to know. Her nugget of wisdom is that it takes not one person, but a team to move a company forward. Once business owners understand that, they're well on their way to success. And finally, insights from Bill who owns several franchise car maintenance stores. He said, Delegating gives you more time to do what you do best. It took me a while for me to build trust, but once you do it, it is empowering. My business started to grow when I focused on what I do best and not on the daily minutiae. He continues with this Smart Moves tip. One of the keys is making sure you hired well. To do that, you have to recognize that this is the person you'll be handing off to, whether it's hiring employees, unearthing new financial options, or opening up new markets. These aren't just employees. These are the people who will bring your dreams to fruition. So listeners, are you starting a business, growing a business, selling a business, or recharging a business? Do you have the right stuff to build an innovative, productive, and profitable enterprise? How well does your business stack up to other companies? A simple cost-effective assessment called your success score will tell you. To find out more about the success score, contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at Smart movescoach.com or call at 972-380-9181. Thank you. You're listening to Marsha Zidle, the Smart Moves Coach, making sure you're on the right track and not getting sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability. Next week's program to bring more magic to your leadership and business is what's your success score? Use this assessment to predict your company's long-term success. Are you starting a business, growing a business, selling a business, or recharging a business? Do you have the right stuff to build a highly organized, innovative, productive, and profitable enterprise? How well does your business stack up with other companies? 
The Manage Hub success score will tell you it's a powerful, first-of-its-kind, Baldridge-based assessment that you can use to help measure and monitor the overall organization health of your business, business unit, or professional service form. Join us to find out how to obtain your score and how to use it to enhance your competitive edge and become a market leader. Tune in Friday, January 29th at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern. I'll end with my favorite quote. There are three kinds of people in this world. Those who make it happen, those who let it happen, those who ask what happened. Which one are you? If you're highly motivated to make it happen, let me help you make it happen. As a Smart Moves coach, let me show you how. Contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com or 972-380-9181. Thank you for listening to The Business Edge and where we are helping entrepreneurial ventures and small to medium-sized companies build the leadership and talent to move from innovative startup to productive scale-up to profitable enterprise. Remember, to be successful, you must get outside your comfort zone. That's where the magic happens. Thank you. You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach. Join us again next Friday, noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Make the leap from a stressful to a successful business.